0: Hi, and welcome to the Feeling Full Podcast. I'm Mordecai, an entrepreneur and coach who struggled with being overweight for nearly two decades. But since 2012, I've lost 130 pounds and have kept it off. Join me and discover how it's possible and even simple to lose weight with ease without dieting and without intense workouts. This episode is a solo episode where I'll be sharing about food, possibly my favorite pillar to sustainable weight loss, and probably because I just enjoy food so much. All right, thanks for listening, and let's get right into it. So today's episode is all about food and not so much about what to eat, because I think you may already know what to eat, right? If I would say to you, what is healthier, a piece of cake or a salad, I bet you would say a salad, am I right? And I only asked that question because the problem is an information problem. The problem is an actual implementation problem. And the reason I call it a problem is because we're all here trying to solve our weight challenges or you know, relationship with food or body. If you take nothing else away from this episode, I want to just share one secret, which is you probably need to drink more water. And I usually try to stay away from like blunt advice like that, but I don't know if you realize this, but our brains don't know the difference or have a really hard time telling the difference between hunger and thirst. So often you may think you're hungry and you're really just thirsty. You haven't drinking enough water today. And if you take that mindset that you need to drink a little bit more water, what you're essentially going to be doing is naturally eating less food. So it's an easy little tip off the top. So maybe a glass of water right now or drink a little more water. But what I try to do is I try to drink half my weight in ounces every single day. I weigh about 200 pounds lost my check, checked, and I try to drink at least 100 ounces of water a day. So with that little, little tidbit, let's just get into some of the good stuff here. So if you're on a diet right now or if you've been on a fad diet, you know that. On a diet, you're either good or bad. And you have good days, you have bad days, but we often label good or bad. And that frame can be very tricky because when you have a bad day and you eat something that you shouldn't have ate on a diet, what do you do? I know the way I used to manage those days was I would just eat whatever I wanted for the rest of the day and say in my mind, I'm gonna start over tomorrow. And the next day, you know, usually or typically, it would if something else would tip me off. And I would say to myself, okay, we'll start tomorrow. And some days a week would go by before I started tomorrow. And some days I would, this, I would be okay for a week or two or a month or two and saw so something else trip me up. And I would say, I'm going to start tomorrow. And that cycle of starting tomorrow became, it was a decade theme or two decades for me. So I just want to encourage you that when you actually commit to having a new lifestyle and actually changing, doing the inner work and making the changes, you really start to feel more connected to the journey as opposed to the end goal. And there is really no starting tomorrow. If you have something that you don't want to be eating and it's not healthy for you for whatever reason, all you need to do is the next meal you're back on. You don't have to wait a whole day because what happens is when you wait a whole day, you end up putting on an extra pound or two just from eating all the excess food that you are because now you're off. And tomorrow you're going to have to restrict yourself, which is no fun, which is why people have the mindset of actually starting tomorrow. I'm going to share some of the other lessons I've learned in this episode and some things that may be helpful for you as well. One of the things that are really important here is to remove any shame. If you feel ashamed of the way you eat, like if you find yourself eating in your car or waiting for people to leave so you can eat, I would just encourage you to remove the shame from that because feeling shameful for the way you're eating is only going to encourage you to eat more. But if you start Develop a healthy relationship, even if it's unhealthy foods at first, and start to develop a healthy relationship with the eating of those foods. You're going to overall feel a lot better, and I may add more empowered to embrace the full version of yourself. All of you. So the next thing I'm going to share is something a lesson I learned from John Gabriel, which is crowding out the bad stuff. So in John's book, The Gabriel Method, he talks about instead of just removing all the all the things that you love to eat, those foods. You want to add healthy foods to your dishes. So, let's say you love eating pasta or lasagna or whatever it is, eat it with salad, eat it with healthy food. So, start adding vegetables and fruits and nuts and seeds to your already existing meals. And eventually, you'll start crowding out the stuff that the foods that are not so healthy. And another thing that John talks about in his book is. The idea of giving yourself permission to eat whatever you want in the beginning and listening to your body. And I know this can be really tricky for a lot of us. So take it with a grain of salt if it's good for you. But this really worked for me. I remember after reading John's book, I literally felt the like the freest person. I walked into my kitchen feeling really empowered, feeling, wow, I can eat whatever I wanted because on a diet, I've been on diets my entire life and I never told myself that I can actually eat whatever I wanted. I never gave myself that permission. Even when I was eating the things that weren't healthy for me, I was feeling like I was doing something wrong. It's taking away that you're doing anything wrong, taking away the idea of restriction, and just allowing yourself to, for once, just enjoy whatever you want to eat. So another thing is surrounding yourself with people who eat healthy. Now this is proven many times in many different areas of life. I'm sure you've heard before, you are like the five people you hang out with the most, people you spend the most time with. And I think in the past, it used to be physically, but also today, pandemic on Zoom or on the phone, whoever you're spending the most time with, you are essentially becoming like them. So if you want to be healthy and you want to get into shape, ask yourself, what kind of people can you have around you in your life who are, are trying to achieve the same goals, right? Maybe you're part of a workout club online or a class online that meets digitally. Maybe it's a virtual support group, or maybe it's just friends that you bring together over one particular topic and you guys all support each other, whatever it may be. But that is a really powerful way to start getting things moving in the right direction, right? Another thing is make it simple. Make it simple, right? Complexity causes confusion. Make things really simple. The simpler you can make them, if you're a foodie, I understand this one could be a little bit more challenging. If you like the different varieties of food and you like exquisite dishes, this can be a little more challenging, but the idea of making it simple really makes it that you can stick to it with ease because it's very easy to get tripped up in the kitchen or especially if you're eating out or going to a dinner party, you know you don't really know what's gonna be in the food or what ingredients are there. So that's another thing to think about. Now, if you heard of Janine Roth, she wrote a book called Women, Food, and God, and she talks about this idea called permitters and restrictors. It's fascinating to me because permitters are people who love to give themselves permission based on their emotions. They love to feel like they can have and enjoy whatever they want to eat. And restrictors are the exact opposite. They want to, you know, you want to feel like you're in control. So you don't want to have anything that's outside of your exact parameters. And without exact parameters and measurements, you feel unsafe. So I think that's also really important to think about. Are you a permitter primarily or a restrictor? And I think we all have both tendencies in ourselves. So it's really interesting when you know what your primary tendency is, it just helps you navigate things with a lot more ease. Okay, so let's talk about food. What should you eat, right? Essentially, food is a big indicator as to how you feel, right? And how you feel about your body, how you feel about your overall energy, and how much you weigh. So any food in its natural form from the earth, from the ground, I'm a lot I have. Now, I stay away from foods that don't make me feel good, like wheat and corn and some other foods as well. But overall, I would say for 90% of foods that come from nature, 95% of foods that come from nature, I don't restrict myself in terms of what I allow myself to eat and what what I won't eat. Whole30 is very similar. Whole30, you know, it's basically the idea of eating real foods, eating real foods, whether it's fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, and if you like to eat animal protein, every body is different. There's no judgments. And I don't believe there's one way, one recipe for everybody. So it's really about learning and listening to your body. And the more you get in touch with that, you'll start to be able to navigate what is what gives you energy and what doesn't give you energy. Like for example, I just sampled out some green split peas the other day and I realized right after eating them, I had no energy for a good hour. I was on the couch, couldn't keep my eyes open, couldn't have a a coherent conversation. And I realized that whatever it is, my body is sensitive to that food. And because of that, I'm not going to have that anymore. So it's really about being in touch with how food is making you feel. And then you being able to figure out your own prescription, so to speak, of what foods you allow yourself to eat and what foods you don't. And know that if you're going to eat something that doesn't give you a lot of energy, know that's how you're going to feel. So if I know if I'm going to have, Green split peas, again, I know I'm going to have no energy. And that's a choice I can make consciously, not something that I'm going to make unconsciously, right? The whole idea with food is, if you think about our modern civilization, a lot of the food-like products that you find in stores, you know, whether it's taffies, candies, a lot of chocolate, chips, pizzas, all the things, donuts, all the things, pretzels, all the things that you're going to find in a, in a gas station or a supermarket, most of these foods aren't really food. You know, 100 years ago, we didn't have all these products. They're really food-like products. And if you're going to treat your body like it deserves, think about your body for a second. How many bodies are you going to get? You only get one body. If I bought a Lamborghini, I wouldn't be putting in Gatorade into the car or low fuel gas. I'd want it to run really well. And that's a car that I can buy again. That's a car that I can make more money and buy it again. But with a body, we don't necessarily think about it in this frame. And I think it's really powerful when you start to think about your body as this vehicle that's taking you through life and you're only gonna get one body. So it's really important to think about food. If you're putting in real food into your body, you're nurturing yourself with high density, high energetic food with all types of nutrients that are really are gonna support your life and your operating system and the way you think. And because of that, you're gonna be able to live a very different life than you would otherwise, right? So next item I wanna talk about is tracking your food. Now, I'm not saying use it to as a way to restrict yourself, but just as a way to know what you're eating. Now, if you want to go crazy and weigh and measure everything, that's totally cool. And if you just want to write it down and keep a rolling document, that's cool as well. But by doing this, what you do is you give insight into your life, you give insight into your energy, into the way you feel, and now you're able to know what's going on. So if a month or two goes by and you don't lose weight and you're trying to lose weight, you can go back and look at your macros, look at what you ate, and you can start to make changes based on that. That's it for us today, friends. Thanks for listening. Do you know someone who's struggling right now? If they could use some support, please share this episode with them. If you want to keep in touch, subscribe wherever you get your podcast or sign up to my weekly emails at feelingfull.com, where I unpack what I'm learning about weight loss and share ways we can all live healthier, more fulfilling lives. Take care, be well, and feel full.